After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. All right, everybody settle down. We're here. We're doing it. It's Tuesday. Welcome to another edition of After These Messages. This, of course, is the podcast where we talk about commercials. We talk about the best ones. We talk about the worst ones. And we talk about the ones where people say weird shit like this. We're just shooting a commercial, man. I'm not even driving. (laughs) (laughs) I just saw that commercial on a pre-roll today. It might be my new favorite commercial. Maybe we'll tell you about it sometime. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hey, Genevieve. Hi, Andrew. We, of course, are your co-hosts. And uh, we have a kind of special show today, a real format breaker, huh, Veeves? Well, it is kind of a format breaker, or you could say it's a lazy man's ad council. (laughs) Either way, we are going to court. We are going to court. So we asked you guys to send us your uh, commercials that you struggle with. Maybe you sort of like but sort of hate a commercial and you want a ruling from us on it. Or maybe you love a commercial and your partner hates it or vice versa. You get it. These are commercial that are uh, commercials that are causing um, uh, some sort of duress in your life. So good news. Veeves and I are here. We are. Uh, you can't see us, but we are both wearing um, court robes, uh, judges robes. We were looking for some sound effects earlier. I think court robes is correct. What did they call the gavel? What somebody oh, had judge's a, hammer? Somebody had a sound effect on YouTube, and it was called judge's hammer. Which sounds like a great metal band. It really name. does. Welcome to judge's hammer. <laughs> we're bringing the hammer down. So we have uh, we have that all set up, and I, I guess that's it. This is going to be an all all ad council, all court show. Huh? That's right. It's all court, and we we got your emails and uh, and your Facebook posts. Thank you. Um, for each person who, for, for each one that we're gonna gonna um, uh, adjudicate, uh, we've put your case before us, and Andrew and I will discuss it, and then we'll make a ruling. That ruling is binding. There is no fi- there is no appellate court. Uh, you just have to accept our ruling. Okay, here comes the bailiff. Looks like it's time for us to go to court. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's a sexy court. I mean, yeah, a- we knew that. I Thank you for using the L.A. Law music. I watch this show every every Thursday. I would sometimes watch it. I wasn't really allowed to stay up to watch it. So if my mom was feeling like trying to enforce uh, her rules, I would sit on the stairs and just look at the reflection of the I, TV yeah. in the mirror in, like the, in the reflection of the front door window. I feel, were we talking about that on this podcast Maybe, recently? Maybe, yeah. I, I feel like we were just talking about that uh, recently. I, thought, I think I'm, I'm very proud of how clever my ruse was. I'm sure she knew and just was like, whatever, I'm plausible tired. deniability. Right. I have bigger fish to fry right now. I don't think I've ever watched a single episode of L.A. Law. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's cheesy goodness. I will say that the intro is... Uh, one minute and 45 seconds long. You don't see that a lot these days. But all right, let, let's, let's move on. Court is in session. You can tell from the judge hammer. Uh, what is up first? Well, our first, uh, our first case is from listener Asha. Um, and this is for a commercial for secret deodorant. Um, and the, the uh, name of the commercial is Stress Test. Her case... Um, I was watching Hulu last night, and this commercial came on. It's a secret deodorant commercial about the wage gap. 
I initially liked it, but when I looked it up to get the opinions on the of the internet, I saw it got mixed reviews, and now I don't know what to think. I would love to hear your thoughts about this commercial and maybe commercials you've seen that directly target women or men. Okay. So um, I, I have not seen this commercial yet. I just see a woman's face. Is she just talking directly to the camera? She's talking to the mirror. So she's a, okay. she's a... Like an attractive woman, but sort of nerdily made up. She's um, like she's like Lisa Loeb hot. Yeah, she's got like her her chunky glasses, and she's she's cute, but she's not overly kind of polished. Uh, and she's dressed for the office, and she's I believe talking to herself in the mirror, or kind of talking talking just to herself. You want to hit play? I think you can get a lot of it from the audio. Okay. <clears throat> Mr. Kendall, um, <sighs> I need to ask you a favor. Not really, not really a favor. Just like. S- Mr. Kendall, I worked on the Padstow team, actually, and we won the business. I mean, just helped. Okay, okay, Lucy. <clears throat> Casual. Bob. Bobby, how's it going? You're looking great. That tie is super sick. You know, Todd makes more than I do, and he's only worked here for two years. You know, I'm also a really great leader. <sighs> really have things... Uh oh, someone's in the bathroom. And heard her whole performance. It's an older woman. Do it. I like the end. I gotta say that. And then, then the. Uh, for women. The text on the screen says at 3 o'clock, Lucy, do- Lucy does her part to close the wage gap for women. Huh. And Lucy's the speaker we hear. So, um,. I'm interested to know, and I haven't read any of the coverage of this ad. I'd be interested to know why people would react badly to it. I think it's great. Is it is it because she is portrayed as being uh, not totally in command of how she's going to ask for this raise? I mean, I think we've all been there. I've certainly been there. Well, um, I'm looking at some of the YouTube comments. Uh, Always which a good you idea. Never do so. Obviously, these are a bunch of you know probably Trump supporters saying things like way to push that agenda. Facts don't back you up. Oh, Good right. job. People Keep who trying. don't believe in the wage gap. Yeah. So um, it's just a bunch of jerky, uh, jerky guys. One person pointing out that she's so hot. Um, anyway, uh, one person says you're oppressed now buy our shit. How patronizing and shallow. Why is it? You can't advertise your product on its own merit. Now here's what I, I think. Those are some, well, those are some real hot takes from the internet. I would say if there's an issue with this commercial, from my perspective, somebody who <laughs> acknowledges that we have a problem with the wage gap in this country, is it cynical or good of a company to intermingle their message with real social change? Is that a way of pushing the social change message or is it a way of um, uh, latching on to something that you know is kind of popular in your target demographic and then commodifying it? Well, <laughs> it makes me think of commodify your descent. Right. Um, I think that there's no there's no black and white answer to that question. Like, can a can a commodification of a social issue be exploitative? Yes, I think it can. Um, in this case, it doesn't bother me. And and Alicia, I, or I, Asha, excuse me. I think your uh, I think your first instinct is the one that you should go with because you don't need the internet to tell you whether you liked a commercial or found it compelling. I found this compelling. I've seen it before. And I think, yeah, it's played for a little bit of humor, but at the end of the day, we know who is in the right, we know who the hero of the story is, and 
I'm I'm not mad at Secret for for being on the side of closing the wage gap. Like, yeah, I I love it when products. I love it when you know Campbell's Soup has a, uh, you know, gay parents uh, ad. Like, that's a little bit of kind of commenting on a social phenomenon and and i feel like that's a little just being that's a little nod of inclusiveness of just kind of being like yeah we don't have to just have the same you know kind of quote-unquote typical american family all the time america you know there's all kinds of families out there and we want to be inclusive and yes obviously that is a nod to maybe if you have a did you say mixed race or same couple i think they've done both whatever you're right it's 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 different a little bit different this whole ad is based around the wage gap with a tagline at the end that is kind of like you know she's doing her part like it's a social issue it's a social issue more so than just being inclusive i agree um but i have no problem with this ad and i think it's i think it's good to tackle those things and i think the more we see those in mainstream uh types of media like commercials the better off we are and the and the more willing and people other than the internet trolls are going to be to acknowledge that it's a real thing it, it, it normalizes not not normalizes it in the sense of making it permanent but it um it it makes it more common parlance. Yeah, no, I, I think now, I agree with that. I lean in that direction. Now, it kind of reminds me of an ad that I really hate. Uh, it's the one of the anti-smoking campaigns. Have you seen this? Yeah, there, what is the one that's running right now that is really stupid? It's not the vaping one, not the anti-vaping one, is it? Not that's the not anti-vaping one. This is one about, it's called The Wage Gap for Smokers. <gasps> oh, yes! And it's so infuriating because it completely misunderstands i it, like willfully misunderstands what wage gap means yes this is so stupid i'm gonna go ahead it? and play this um and uh and and, and we'll, we'll i take think we're gonna have there. to read it because i don't think there's any oh okay uh, audio. yeah so this is what you've probably seen these uh quote-unquote truth ads been running for a while um and it's uh it, you know these anti-smoking ads i Probably still being funded by that huge tobacco settlement a long Almost time ago. Yeah. Um, and it start it's very kind of text heavy and you see like cool kids it's like it's like cool MTV quick cuts, like it's the nineties. And so it, it does starts feel very nineties. Yeah. And for the most part, uh, the truth campaign I think is is good to neutral. And I definitely am in favor of anything that is effective in preventing uh teen smoking. This I can't believe is very effective and also the premise is so ridiculous. Do you want to hit play and I'll narrate yeah, you it? You want to narrate? Okay, here we go. So, did you know Big Tobacco's products created a wage gap? To quit. Research shows smokers earn less. So, smokers earn 20% less than non-smokers. That means that young smokers missed out on up to $10,000 a year. It's so messed up. Don't let Big Tobacco's products control your paycheck. Be the generation that ends smoking and close the wage gap. That's not how the wage gap works. That is really insultingly stupid. I mean, clearly aimed at young kids because kids love quick cuts and funny viral things that you see in that commercial. By the logic of that commercial, we should just start paying smokers more. Yeah, that doesn't make sense that's at not, all. That's not the point. They're confusing causality. And they're confusing causality. Right, exactly, yeah, with, because with I mean, causation, yes. Or you, causation with correlation. Because if you look at probably the heaviest smoking populations, they're probably going to be, um, probably have less education and, and uh, lower paying jobs that's because right. of what part of the country and their socioeconomic status. Not because, oh, I had this really good job on Wall Street, and then I started <laughs> smoking, and now I and work I at a cut. gas station. Or right, or like my boss like, thought that I was smoking. 
not how it works. I want to go back to secret for a second because we haven't. We need to officially make our okay. our, our, our call on this. I'm going to do something if you if, if the court will allow it. Um, I this see better that, be going somewhere, counselor. I see that the uh, YouTube uh, is offering me another glimpse into this campaign. This is another uh, secret deodorant late uh, hashtag stress test. Uh, commercial. This one is called Ladies' Room, but it looks different. So I think maybe getting a little bit more context for what Secret is doing with this whole campaign may sway me. Is this going to be another social issue? Is this just going to be another thing that women can associate with? <laughs> two women, no, three women walking into a bathroom at a party. For two weeks and I didn't get tickets. Two weeks? Yeah, every day. There's a fourth. Oh, a fourth. There's a transgender person, oh. a transgender woman hiding in the stall while they're oh waiting for the women who just came in to leave. to leave and it says stress test number 8060 8, and then Dana finds the courage to show there's no wrong way to be a woman stress tested oh my gosh now I'm going to cry that was good that you was know so what great. That's, secret yeah. i'm that ready to make a ruling me. yeah that convinced me too because um i got to say this is a pretty shallow thing to say especially after watching that second commercial um I was feeling like, okay, I'm not worried so much about the commodification of descent in the first one. I didn't think it was that well done. I didn't think, I didn't, I kind of didn't like her lines and her acting about it. I thought it was a little bit over the top and kind of a little bit grating. Um, not, no, grating is the wrong word. Was it shrill? It was too shrill as word. No, not grating or shrill, actually. Just too, um, I don't know, like comedic and dumb. Like I don't, I don't know. It was just like I, I just didn't buy it. I didn't believe it. It seemed like a woman acting. It didn't seem like a woman um, actually yeah, kind think, of practicing I think that's in the a mirror. Fair, a fair criticism. So uh, as far as I kind of you know delivery is concerned, I'm not some huge fan of that first ad we played. Having seen the second one with the woman in the ladies' room uh, being nervous to come out of the 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 stall and kind of understanding more the whole campaign, it's that last one really got me. So yeah. I feel like I feel like the first one, the way gap one gets to ride on the tailwinds of this one and knowing that also that the company is really trying to like kind of associate themselves with causes that i think are very worthy all right all right so ruling is not guilty not guilty okay great so what's this next one this is um from listener aaron that's right this is from listener aaron uh it's about uh it's for the stanson optical uh, Stanton Optical, which is like a, I guess like a kind of like a Warby Parker ish oh, okay. type of service. Um, the case. Every time I see this commercial, I get a little angry inside. As a glasses wearer myself, why can't this lovely lady choose a pair of bright pink glasses with no judgment? Am I wrong? So All if right, you want to well, hit what's, play, what's the scene here? We have uh, four women sitting around in a book club, clearly. And uh, that's all I know because I haven't watched this yet. Because that's right. So show you're gonna, prep is you're going to hear kind of like the losers. leader of the book club um, making an observation about the book, and then inviting the uh, glasses wearer, uh, the the person who in in question, to weigh in with her opinion. Okay, here we go. I love the author's use of seasons to talk about love. Does anyone have a different interpretation? I actually felt exactly the same way. And in fact, in chapter seven. Wow. Okay, you want to pause? It's hard. Okay, yeah. So right as this woman starts talking, she puts on a pair of bright pink plastic glasses. And then kind of like a cat's eye style. Yeah, kind of cool looking. Uh, And then as soon as she put them on, some guy dressed up in a pink bodysuit just jumped on the couch next to her. Yeah, and that's that's who you're going to hear. Okay. It's hard to look at Jeannie's face because you can only see me. 
Winter throughout the story makes flamingos. I see. So this this obnoxious guy in a pink bodysuit and a tutu is rep- he's the embodiment of her glasses. Right. And so while this woman is now trying to have a serious conversation about a passage in a book, this guy is running around as the glasses saying, I'm too distracting. You can't listen to what she's saying. Right? Did I right. get that? Yeah. All right. Winter throughout the story makes Flamingos. I was just depressing. Don't get upstaged by your glasses. At Stanton Optical, you get two pairs of eyeglasses for $69, plus a free eye exam. She looks really mad at the end. She takes off her glasses in anger, and she just looks like she... That is the face of a woman who wants to make some change in her life. Right. She feels very... Uh, upstaged by her glasses that they have uh, distracted from her point, whatever it was about their dumb book that they were reading. <laughs> Sorry, I don't. I just had like some bad experiences with book clubs. Right, I think I'm right. bringing my own baggage into this. Right, Murakami, not a big fan. Ugh. Right? Did, wasn't that wasn't that a book club thing? Yes, <laughs> I'm calling you out. You're the I'll one who say doesn't it. like Murakami. I do not like Murakami. I'm sure it's great in the original Japanese, but I do not speak Japanese. Okay, guilty Murakami. <laughs> we named the show that alright uh, I will tell you straight up so I'm sorry what did Aaron say about this again oh yeah why you know so I, I completely Aaron, agree Aaron takes the part Aaron Aaron is ob- objecting to why can't this woman wear her kind of funky glasses and just be herself and like people get used to people wearing you know people don't get distracted by someone wearing a pair of funky glasses of course. except I have been in situations where all I can think about when I'm looking at the person is like, wow, green glasses, green glasses, you know, like, or There's whatever. There's one guy I'm thinking of right now at a store I go to a lot, and I'm often talking to him, and he's got these big gold, almost mirror frame. Like, the frames are so big and shiny that they're mm-hmm. almost mirrored. But, and so when I when I talk to him, I am thinking glasses, 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 but I really like him, and he's nice, and I think... I could never get away with those glasses, but that's his funky style. And so here, here's – let me get a little bit more strategic on this ad. What these folks are trying to convince people to sign up for their glasses club or whatever it is, and they're thinking the problem is people want new glasses because their current glasses are too loud. They're too – in your face. I don't think that's a motivating factor for, for most people who want glasses. I, I, who are you reaching out to? I agree. Old I think glasses, that... scratched up glasses, right. just like the fashion from last summer. Not something that's fashion forward. Not something where you made a deliberate decision to have a pretty kind of funky eye-catching pair of glasses. And now you're like, why won't anyone stop noticing my glasses? Now, I will say also that I really enjoy the performance of the guy in the pink body You do? Yeah. I find it... No, I don't. I find it irritating. Um, but I agree with you, Oops, with your sorry. larger point, that this is a dumb pitch. Like, this is not this is not a population of people who are... There's not a big enough population of people who are, like, unhappy with their funky glasses choice. Yeah, no, if anything, it goes the other way. I mean, I'm a, I'm a lifelong glasses wearer since I was two years old. Um, and if anything, sometimes you're motivated when you see somebody, like this guy I was talking about who has some funky glasses. You might think, oh, you know what? I Maybe I could be a little bit more outlandish with my right. glasses. Maybe I could go a little bit more that way. I don't think people are kind of like... I bought these glasses when I was drunk, and now I just want something that's a little bit more conservative. Yeah, people don't buy glasses the way they get tattoos. 
right. Exactly. So anyway, I think we're ready to make a ruling. I, I'm a I'm a hundred percent on this. Um, going to say uh, where's where's my where's my Lord's yeah. hammer? What do we call court hammer? judges hammer? <laughs> judges hammer. Um, I definitely uh, guilty, and I, I will also I, I'll also add a charge of too clever by half. All right, guilty as charged. Okay, there you go. Um, what is up next? All right, this is from listener Harvey, and it's for a Verizon commercial that I know you and I have both seen. Many oh, this times. one. I have some feelings about this ad. Yeah. All right, this is Harvey's case. I'm having trouble with this one. Something just seems creepy about it. I know for sure you couldn't gender swap it. Always a good exercise to play with a commercial. And can anyone read lips and tell me what she's saying at the end? So I know that's a bit elliptical. Um, I'll tell you what we're watching. It's a, a young man, maybe an old teenager or young adult. Uh, white guy, kind of skinny, a little nerdy. He's got his nerd glasses. Um, and he's got headphones in, and he's playing over and over again on his phone um, the song by Selena Gomez. Uh, Go, I don't know what this name in the song is, but you'll hear it. Mm-hmm. And every time, he, every time it ends, Selena Gomez appears uh, or is in the scene in like a sexy dress, and she sort of whispers to him to play it again. It's a sexy dress. It's kind of like a, a – but it's not like a super short revealing dress or something. I – I don't know why I'm stuck on this because I have some weird. It's like a kind of a gown. Well, I think it is short. I, is it super short? Okay, like, but I, I don't feel like I feel like it's. Well, I, I don't know why. Uh, I'm I'm looking by the way for what the name of the song is. So I'm a little distracted here. Um, it looks like uh, the song might be "Kill Him with Kindness." Kill him with kindness. So um, let let's go ahead and play this. So again, this guy is just kind of walking around doing his business uh, during the day, and Selena Gomez keeps showing up. Now he's in a diner, and she's dancing behind him. Play it again. Play it again. Laundromat. Play it again. Go ahead now. No matter how you use your data, Verizon's got your back. Introducing the new Verizon. And he's not really reacting to her as a person, right? Yeah. He's. She's clearly a representation of his subconscious or his his desire to hear the song again. I do kind of love that this like. Guy loves the song so much. I love that the guy lo- loves the song so much. I feel that, and this is why I was kind of getting into the dress thing, and I wasn't paying attention to the dress so much there. Yeah, I mean, it's like, kind of like a sparkly, like if she if she was going to a fancy party kind of thing. And there's something about this that this is going to sound weird. I think, especially coming from me, but I think Selena Gomez. It, by the way, somebody who I don't have a lot of opinions about one way or the other. You know, she's like a former Disney grid. Yeah, Disney she's kid Justin who- Timberlake's ex, right? Uh, no, Justin Bieber. I'm sorry. B- I, I meant Bieber. Right, of course. There's a, a major age difference there. I meant Bieber. Yeah, no, I mean, I know who she is. I, I'm aware of her, but I, it's not like I like her and not that I dislike her. But here's what I'm going to say that's going to sound weird. I think she does a really good job of mixing kind of being sexy and funny at the same time. Like, because Selena Gomez is a very attractive young woman. This could be all about her sexiness, which is mm-hmm. why I'm kind of hung up on the dress thing. It's clear that she's a very attractive woman in this. She has beautiful, her hair is all nicely done. She's wearing this dress, but it's also not just kind of like boobs in your face or whatever. Oh, like I totally, agree. Like, I think she, it's done tastefully. Given very little, all she can do is kind of dance around and say things like "play it again." But then at the very end, we should mention, you know, he's ignoring her. He doesn't see her as a person. He's just listening to the song, which sounds worse than it's, it is. Yes, exactly. But she's just kind of like the, this. I she's the embodiment of her song, I guess. But at the end, she gets goofy and she's like 
like leaning over his shoulder and actually pouring the syrup on his pancakes for him, which is again, it's a very kind of goofy, but you know, I guess you could have some sexual connotations, sort of. But uh, anyway, that's my bottom line on it. I think that she does, she comes off as super charming, and this commercial has actually influenced how I feel about Selena Gomez. And the next time she comes on to a TV show or a commercial or something, I will probably pay more attention. All right, so let's do Harvey's thought experiment here. Okay. Let's gender swap it. Um, you know, you, you have a sort of average to slightly above average looking woman, and she's playing a song by Drake or Jason Derulo or something, mm-hmm. right? I don't know why you can't gender swap that. Selena Gomez doesn't do anything to him that. Yeah, no, she's not. And first of all, interfering with him. And by the way, one thing about gender swapping. I mean, who doesn't want more syrup? <laughs> I think gender swapping is an interesting exercise, but I don't think that every commercial can. We should just be like, oh, we can switch races or genders because that that's the whole point. I know I've sure, preached it takes this on the show context. a lot. The, the whole context is there's a certain type of way society has treated women and a certain way society has treated men. So therefore, that's why we're sensitive to certain depictions of relationships in TV shows and, and commercials. And you can't just switch the – I feel like it's a very kind of shortcut way of thinking about things like, well – why can't white people do that if right. black people do it? It's like, well, it's a different situation. So it is. it's I interesting mean, I, to think about. I think about, it's an interesting but. question to ask. But she doesn't do anything to me that were a man to do it to a woman yeah. would feel intrusive or uh, sort of oppressive. You'd have to, I mean, it would be up to the director and the actors to make sure it doesn't Yeah, but get if you weird. had like Drake kind of like lounging in the background sure. and you weren't paying any attention to him and he was just like play it again play it again yeah you could definitely do that as a matter of fact i'd like to see him make that commercial so yeah get on it verizon um, i'm gonna go i'm ahead. available <laughs> oh you want to be the person in it with drake sure all right i i'm saying not guilty sorry harvey not guilty not guilty and sexy and funny all right so what do we have uh, up next all right this is the oh this is uh in heavy rotation if you're watching any tv at all you've been seeing this uh, this is a Toyota Corolla commercial um, uh, to, set to the song, You Don't Own Me. Um, I will just tell you, because all you really hear in it is a bunch of people singing that, uh, I believe it's Leslie Gore song, uh, You Don't Own Me. Uh, and it's like a montage. It's a montage, and they're all doing various things that demonstrate their individuality. They're quitting their job with their mean boss. They're dressing in cosplay. Mm-hmm. They're uh, going camping. I don't know why that... They're not even camping. They're at a beach party. They're they're, sorry, a, they're going to a beach party. Like a, that's how individual they are. They're, uh, they're driving to their roller derby uh, competition. Event, yeah. Match. Pitch. No, anyway. Um, I just like to throw out a term. So, okay, so what is the... what? What is Harvey on this? Who's, who this wrote is this? listener Jeremy. What does Jeremy, Jeremy say? Jeremy says the case. Okay, this is the case. This one drives me nuts every time it comes on. My main beef is the choice of songs. You have a bunch of people who all want to do their quirky thing and be themselves, but they all drive the same car. <laughs> on top of the fact that there's a song about not owning something, trying to sell me a product... My mom, who is the only person who will watch my favorite trashy TV with me, is mm-hmm. fine with it. So am I crazy? Is there something I'm missing? Do I need to get out of the house more? <laughs> <laughs> the answer to the last one is no. No. You're the, not the, watching enough television. As you often hear, the, the home is the safest place to be. Uh, no accidents ever happen there. And there's all the murder she wrote that you could possibly want. So it's an interesting one. I'm glad you brought this one up, Jeremy, because... Um, I've seen it a lot, and I will tell you, full disclosure, I love the original song, and in fact, it is one of my main 
karaoke go to. Well, it was. Will it still be? I've been wondering about that. I know. I'm so that. annoyed. I've always associated yeah. this song with you for as long as I've known you, and it's been a long time, and it's felt even longer. No. Um, I think as long as I've known you, this has been one of your main this karaoke is my, go-tos. I'm super drunk, torch song karaoke, um, and... I love doing it, and I am annoyed because I think now... I don't think you can do it anymore. I can't do it anymore because it's been... Or I have to wait five years or something. Maybe more. Um, so I'm annoyed on that level, just on a personal level. I think that narratively and sort of structurally, I, I, I kind of... It doesn't bother me, but here are the things that bother me about it. Or here's the main thing that bothers me about it. They chop up the song so much. Um, I don't know if they're trying to skip particular lines from it or if they're just trying to sort of fit the main... The, just trying to get as many of the repetitions of the phrase "you don't own me" into the commercial, but well, they a, took out the part. You remember in the original Leslie Gore, there's the whole thing about um, how uh, you should buy American cars, right? <laughs> so Toyota obviously can't do that. Um, no, I, I think the way they chop up the song just bothers me, and I, I don't care for it structurally. I think it's kind of like uh, it's not that it's not even that real original of a concept. Um, and I kind of like your point too about um, uh, you know owning is you you don't own yeah. me but then like you're supposed to buy a car <laughs> yeah i feel like if you're going to use this song if any uh, this is a stretch i'm just thinking of it now so apologies if it doesn't make sense but i almost i almost wonder if there's something you can do with that song and a product that is more about don't buy the products that are going to have you bending over backwards yes. to protect them. Like, don't buy a super expensive car. Be, and maybe that's what they're going for, and they're just not achieving it. But for me, that's a good like kind of message to say. I like, actually thought that was the message the first yeah. couple times I saw it, and then I got this got the narrative. Like, oh no, she's. I just thought she was just leaving her her yeah. job when she's quitting yeah. her chef job. No, she's quitting it because the boss is like, you suck. And she's like, you don't know me. I'm going to open a food truck with some right. money that I apparently have. So it's more about like, yeah, striking out on, and, uh, and doing your own thing. I did originally think that it was like this car. I own this car. The car right. doesn't own me. Um, There's something you could do like, with that idea. You know what the way your dad always has a car and then he always has to park it like out in the boondock somewhere right, because like, like he lot, can't right. let anybody get near it and scratch it. Like, right. Meanwhile, that's my I take my scion and I literally push grocery carts yeah. out of the way slowly and safely. But like, I don't care. Like just tonight parking in front of our house, I had to park like kind of right up next to a big, um, like recycling bin that our neighbors had out. And I was like, uh, I'm just going to have to push that out of the way a little bit with the side of my car, like whatever. Yeah, and I whatever. like having that relationship with my car. As a matter of fact, it was more of a bummer to me when the car was newer and I was starting to just see the first scrapes. And I was like, God, I would, it would get in my head. I also just think this whole idea of this, like, what is free? What does freedom look like? What does independence look like to these folks? And it's just kind of like, oh, you're all in your car on your way to your uh, roller derby match, um, and you're all wearing your helmets. I'm just kind of like, I'm, I actually like roller derby. I would if you anybody would invite me to a roller derby um, <laughs> at Key Arena or whatever, I would go. I have no problem with it. Derby. But I also am a little bit like. It feels don't a little. It feels be, a little heavy-handed. Don't, well, I just think that like the kind of roll. That's so random. Did you yeah. know that Genevieve is going to get into roller derby? It's just like, yeah, I know. Just like 2003 called. They want your quirkiness back. Like, yeah, I, and just so like kind of throwing that in there. I, I mean, maybe that's not a fair thing for me to throw in but just all said i feel like it's a scattered message you have to watch it a million times to even figure out what they're trying to say and then their depiction of independence i think is just 
not good. All right. Well, <laughs> for, uh, finish strong. That's good. Um, <laughs> not good. <laughs> Ruled. Guilty. <laughs> not good. All right. So it looks like our next one is from Elizabeth. Yes. Um, this is for Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Whoa. She's got a whole bunch of yeah, links Yeah, she's got a here. whole bunch of them because there's, there's a whole series of these. Okay. Uh, this is the case. My husband and I are conflicted about the entire Crave Those Crazy Squares ad campaign for Cinnamon Toast Crunch. On the plus side, it's a refreshing change from the normal cereal tropes. Cartoon character can't get cereal, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you think about it at all, it depicts a terrifying, cannibalistic, and self-cannibalistic crazy square society. What and it happens in what these is ads? What is going on? So I think we've seen some of these, but I don't remember them very vividly. So why don't you hit play on the first Are one Are they here? self-explanatory? I can't walk through them because I have no idea what this is. We'll this first see. one is called Swirl. So you got the little cartoon cinnamon toast crunch squares in the milk. And they're licking each other. Ew, they're licking each other. And then it's swirling, swirling, swirling. And then they all got eaten by one of the crunch squares at the bottom. Okay, so that's weird. So the milk in the bowl starts acting almost like a toilet bowl. It's all like draining towards <laughs> well, I think the a bottom. Whirlpool would have been, Let's say a would whirlpool. Have sufficed. Um, and you don't know why it's all draining out the bottom of the bowl. And then you see, yeah, it was one single cinnamon toast square at the bottom. And they're all, again, uh, is personified the right word? They all have their little faces and hands mm-hmm. and arms. And so, yeah. There was one cinnamon toast square at the bottom that drank all the milk and ate all of his friends, yet isn't totally bloated and why ready does, to why is, that a, why is that a selling? I guess it's so delicious that it will eat itself. But let's go to the next one. Let's go like to the need, next one because I'm, I'm feeling very negative about this already. Um, this one is called Buzzsaw, maybe? You got three squares in the bottom of an empty bowl. Oh, they two of them make themselves into a saw, and then they saw their their third compatriot in half. What? And then, and then they eat him up. So okay, so yeah, they by the very nature of them each having four corners, two of them decide if they pair up, they now have eight corners, and they can spin really fast and saw the other guy in half, and then they eat their friend, who's they each take a half of. Their they friend are and depicted eat it. as sort of like. You know, I don't. I haven't seen those movies with the um, the little minions. yellow guys. The minions. That's what I was thinking. They talk like minions. It's also a minions ripoff. Yeah, it's pretty much a minions ripoff, and they seem sort of uh, goofy and dumb and a little bit um, agentless. The way mm. the minions seem to be, yeah, and totally self self interested, like a like a baby would be or right. something. Here, this is the last one it's called "Eats Itself." <laughs> I think I know where this is going. Yeah. So he's just by himself and he's licking himself, and now he's figured out a way to start taking bites out of his own body. And then he until just, there's nothing so left of him, eats himself all the way away. But he never loses his cheerful smile. And then at the very end, the, what's the tagline? Um, cr- uh, crave those crazy squares. This is, I mean, I, I, I need to see no more, Genevieve. I need to see no more. Really? Wow, I, strong, I, I, strong opinion. It, well, I mean, does anybody have an argument for these ads? These They're, are awful. Really? I find them kind of unobjectionable because they are so, they're so barely uh, like sentient. I, I find you in contempt of court. <gasps> well. Really let that echo. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty as charged. Objection. You're in contempt of court. I, I don't know what happens. I guess we could throw you in the clink. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. This is one last one. 
Um, wow, this is going to be a short show today. This is one. Well, don't worry, guys. I have a I have a way of just really filling time. So we'll we'll just <laughs> drag this last one out so you can get all your podcast goodness. What is this one? This is for um, a a campaign for diamonds, and I don't know if it's just like diamonds generally or if it's some particular diamond uh, vendor. Uh, but the campaign is called Real is Rare. Uh, and it's a pretty long commercial. There's a couple of them, but I want you to play the one that's called Runaways uh, when you click through that link. Okay. Should we, is in this one, should we play the commercial and explain it first before we read what uh, uh, Alexandra's issue sure. with it is? Yeah, go ahead. So can you, is there anything we need to explain? I don't know. You're hearing um, the, a man speak and you're see, as he's speaking, you're seeing him and his girlfriend like romp around what appears to be kind of an old farm together and it's very sexy there's a lot of bedroom play and a lot of like um you know kissing and rolling around and making out but also a lot of like oh, we know what bedroom play okay is. sorry i guess i over that one a little bit um, <laughs> no, i'd like hearing you say it and then and then they're like you know in a, at a campfire and riding around bicycles and they're just it, this is kind of this like montage of their their love together as he narrates okay It was after our first date we decided to run away together. That was a while ago now, but she still gets me with her eyes. There was a time I panicked. Is this too much? Too fast? But the wild that's inside of her excites the wild that's inside of me, and I can't imagine being on this journey without her. And then there's a big shot of a close-up of a diamond. It says, real is rare. Real is a diamond. Um, All right, what's the case here? So the case uh, is I saw the Runaways ad. That's the one we just heard. And, there, and there's another <coughs> one in the, in the series that we can play uh, when this is done if we want to. Uh, I saw the Runaways ad when it loaded on a YouTube video and realized almost right away that this is a diamond ad geared to millennials. Mm, very true. Yes, very true. They're very clearly trying to market diamonds to people who are not interested in marriage. So I also wondered how you felt about it on that level because, of course, uh, we are famously unmarried. Right. Famously Unmarried is the name of our book. Uh, we wrote it together. Genevieve did most of the prep. I'm not going to lie. I threw some jokes in. Um, what do you think? I, I, have a mixed, I have mixed emotions about this. Here's ad. where we, as um, responsible members of the court, need to separate the ad from the product. You and I are not fans of the diamond industry. True. For reasons we could list here, but chances are you guys all know about it. I really wish the diamond industry would completely go away. Having uh, said that, we need to judge the commercial, not the industry. And there are a few things that I think. Yeah, I didn't go to commercial for- judge school, <laughs> right? To be judging the judging right. the product, exactly. Um, I uh, I think it's an interesting. I just think it's an interesting phenomenon, as Alexander points out, that oh yeah, our values are kind of changing, and you could really see. The diamond, even though it seems like the diamond industry is doing fine, you could really see as our values kind of change what the, if you don't mind me saying it, almost American dream is, which is to find the lady, marry the lady, buy the house, settle down. Yeah, like all that is kind of worth- shifting a little bit. And the diamond industry is kind of saying, how do we, how do we adjust to that? I got to give them credit for that. I would also just think it's, I think it's worth noting um, 
that this is an interracial couple. Uh, the man is Asian and the woman is white. Okay. so Which it, is not a combination that you see that often. And I think, again, kind of speaks, you know, probably a lot more millennial couples like that. Maybe I mean, in commercials, parent, obviously, you, see it, in, you yeah. see it in life. Um, and so in that way, I think the idea behind it is good. I watch it, though, and it sets my teeth on yeah. edge. And I guess, but is that like me just being old man from a different generation? Like, I hate these people I think that's so our Gen much, X. I man. think that's our Gen X showing. Like, I really kind of, I really dislike, I just dis. They're it, running it, around it really a farm holding people. a live chicken. Give me a fucking break. I hate break. what he's saying. We decided to run away together. That was a while ago now. She still gets me with her eyes. Uh, she still gets me with her there. eyes. Yeah, I just, I really, it, it just kind of, uh, God, but I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I want to be, like I say, an impartial judge here. What is the case? The case is they're very clearly trying to market diamonds, people. So I also wonder how you feel on that. We've explained that. Uh, Alexander also says, um, it's geared to millennials. So I would say Alexander is absolutely right on both of those cases. Well, let's cases. play the next one in the series. Okay. Do we have a link to it? Uh, just go back to the real is rare. And then on the side there, you'll see um, uh, the wild, wild and kind. Wild kind. That's not, that doesn't bode well. I already kind of hate, I already hate. It's very much of the same vein. Wild and kind. Let's take a listen. We made a promise to be honest to a fault. And it was wild, but also kind. There was a moment in there that goodbye was inevitable. But I couldn't give up on you. Maybe we won't ever get married, and maybe we will. But I will spend my future with you. And it will be wild, it will be kind, and it will be real. Ew, no, fuck these commercials. And fuck the diamond industry. I don't care. I am so sick of, I'm sick of trying to be impartial. We're going to, they're going to, we're going to, this is going to get overturned on appeal. You know, I'm going to lose my, (laughs) I'm going to lose my license. I won't even be able to practice law, let alone be a judge anymore. But like. Guilty, guilty, guilty. Guilty, like lock, lock them up. Throw, lock them up and throw away the key. That's what I say. Take them down to Chinatown. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do it. I can't sit here and try to make an argument for these god awful commercials. If they were, if you're a millennial and they work for you, that's great. But you know what? The whole idea that like our values are different, but, but we still, still need have, a diamond. But we still need a motherfucking diamond. Yeah. Like no, you don't need a diamond. And now I'm just swearing. But yeah, I think that's what it is. It's like you're trying the diamond industry, and again. That's what the diamond. That's their job. That's, their, that's what these marketers' job is. Who knows? Maybe even the people who made these commercials, the company that's hired, maybe they even have some misgivings about it. But their job is to sell diamonds to a new generation. I get that they're doing the best they can. But this idea that, like, I think it'd be funny if I was at, just, if you were at a cocktail party and you met someone, you're like, oh, what do you do for a living? Oh, well, I sell diamonds to a new generation. Right. Well, it, you know what? Here, let me let me try putting a finer point on this. They're they're building this whole campaign about like all of our values have changed. Like the idea. They're making it sound like the bigger value of marriage is actually the diamonds, not the ceremony (laughs) and the relationship of marriage, right? Like, you and I have eschewed marriage. That's even probably too strong of a word. It wasn't for us. We've been together forever. We're life partners, I hope. Um, (laughs) But there isn't this thing that's missing that's kind of like, but the one thing, though, to really make the relationship real and rare is a diamond. Which, like, if you believe that are the di- not oh, rare, we like, don't need the family ceremony. We don't need the priest. We don't need yeah. the the commitment. We don't need the piece of paper from the government. But yeah, we need the diamond we, to show that our relationship is real. Screw the them all. Lock them up. Lock them up. Throw yeah. away the key. I am done. All right. 
Should we get into this last one? Should we get into mine or not? Yeah, let's get into yours because we're running a little short. I never get to say that. And let's, yeah, we uh, have let's a little bit of time it. here. I don't want it. We don't have a, like kind of a regular ad council segment today since you guys were kind of uh, kind of running the running the show anyway. But here's one that I watched a bunch of times and I felt like I kind of needed a ruling on. This is a Heineken Light beer commercial starring Neil Patrick Harris. I love Neil Patrick Harris. Um, we may have even hit on it briefly before because you and I were kind of talking about um, commercials where you have a very big celebrity spokesperson but the spokesperson is kind of the butt of the joke. Right. And that's, um, and that's kind of been the, the Heineken campaign with him is, is he's, right. uh, he overreaches or he has to be sort of like uh, slapped down by uh, another character in the commercial. Right. And um, uh, Sir Patrick Stewart is in some for, that, uh, Strongbow. Strongbow, but I looked it up there for the same company. Ah. So I think the same ad, probably people are behind this idea of let's get these big stars and kind of make them the butt of the joke a little bit. I think I'm right about that. Yeah, I think I think that rings a bell. <clears throat> anyway, in this particular one, uh, it's Neil Patrick Harris staring directly at the camera with a totally white background. You know, it's like one of those things where he's not in time or space necessarily. He's just talking to you directly holding a can of beer. As he's talking, it will pan out and you will see see that there is a guy grilling next to him, a real bro. Neil Patrick Harris, obviously, good-looking man, always, I guess he can't be bespoke, but his clothes are always bespoke. Yeah, He's very, a nice suit. very tailored um, suit. He is gay. He's openly gay. One of kind of the first, I think, maybe it's not one of the first of, of his, do you think he's, he's kind of one of the first kind of out- big name celebrities yeah he's a very well-known out yeah and uh and so uh, he's talking to us but then we see there's a man grilling next to him and you'll sort of hear the interaction here between him and the griller drinking heineken light prevents grill smoke from blowing in your eyes yeah no man can control the winds heineken light makes it okay to flip another man's meat no 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 you never you never flip another man's meat award-winning heineken light is the best light beer you've ever tasted That's true. Can I have one? Can I flip your meat? No. So the guy just stares at him for a while. Like he's considering it. it, But it's also kind of like, uh, you know, okay, here's what I'm going to get at with this. For starters, this was a 30-second version. You will mostly see this in a 10- or 15-second version where it's chopped, and it's just the can-I-flip-your-meat joke. Right. Um, Like, it'll let you flip another man's meat. Nobody ever flips another man's meat. And then he says, can I have one? Can I flip your meat? They stare at each other. It's a very quick commercial, and that's the one that's in heavy rotation. And I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm very conflicted about it. I actually do like it, and I love Neil Patrick Harris. But that I was never sure if the joke was on him because he's gay. Like, is the fact that he is a well-known out actor, does that play into the writing of this ad at all? I'm not sure about that. Like, if it was just um, who's a straight actor kind of of his generation and same kind of style. I don't know, Bruno Mars? (laughs) I don't know why I thought. Bruno Mars, also kind of sharp-dressed guy. Yeah. Maybe a little bit younger or something. Weird that I went there. I would say, like, JGL. Joseph yeah, Gordon-Levitt yeah. would Perfect. be, I think... Perfect. You're so smart. Like the sort of analog, there, yes. the straight analog. At, that You nailed it. Um, would that would they still have written that joke? Is it, does it, do you think this has anything to do with him being gay? Because I'll tell you how I feel about it. If it was a straight actor, I would be more uncomfortable with it because I would feel like there's a little bit of gay panic in there. Just a tiny bit. Yeah. Just a tiny bit. But the joke is, I'm a manly man flipping my meat. Right. And you don't flip another man's meat. Obviously, a suggested fra- a suggestive That's phrase. That's why I think this commercial could have been 100% saved if after the long pause, 
The answer had been okay. <gasps> yes. Totally saved. Then the joke yes. is not on, in any way, and it's no gay, no kind of gay panic. It underscores how great Heineken is. To me, it says like, oh, Heineken's not good enough to like risk a, any kind of intimacy. Let me read to you. I found an article uh, about this a while back, and I threw it into our show sheet. But I have not read this actually. In I remember thinking this 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 um, article really explains things, and now I don't remember what I read because it was a long time ago. And I didn't realize that this article is from a uh, publication called LGBTQ Nation, um, and the headline is "Homophobes Freak Out Over New Neil Patrick Harris Heineken Light Ad." Uh, I'm just going to read directly from it since we're all discovering this together for the first time, sort of. Neil Patrick Harris is appearing in a new Heineken ad, and it's rubbing some folks the wrong way. They describe the ad that we just did. Uh, moving on here. Right-wing pundits, the religious right, and some beer drinkers are up in arms over the commercial and the gay innuendo. Commenting on the company's YouTube page. Okay, really, you can't make your first kind of argument in an article based on a YouTube comment. Yeah. Uh, user, quote-unquote, Jeff... Um, said uh, oh played the won't someone think of the children card not against gays but this is a little vulgar for a tv commercial you know um, what i want to just totally strike this from the record yeah, because it is this is it's entirely based on not so youtube commenters that's all this is you're right the anti-bay yeah it's just back and forth it's, over frankly it's not gay enough you're right. that's our problem with it um hold on though are these other Okay, no, no. Here, here's some legit stuff. Now, this article is just quoting another article at Adland, um, who and the article says they're quoting this. I have no idea what the innuendo is because I am not a gay man, but I'm pretty sure that there's some innuendo here. What the hell? This is stupid. People are so dumb. This is like when I was a kid and I saw like something that was sort of a, a implied to be dirty in a movie, and I didn't know what it meant, but I just pretended that I did because I, I didn't want to seem dumb. It's not. It, people are like the idea that there's some specific innuendo associated with. I mean, please write in listeners if I'm totally wrong about this. But the idea that there's some specific sex act or something that's associated with flipping uh, another yeah. man's meat. It's just a vaguely dirty thing. It's like it, it, it's, it doesn't mean anything. Tell the story. No, I'm not going Tell to. It's the too story. complicated. All right, um, all right. But uh, you saw a scene in a movie when you were a little kid. It was just like somebody putting on a rubber glove, and it was kind of for a punchline because it was a wacky movie, and it had this vague sexuality attached to it. And I remember you kind of you, you thought it was funny, but you didn't know why right, it was exactly. funny. And it kind of stuck with you because I find things that I remember the most from my childhood are these you're kind of coming of age and something happens and you can't figure it out. So your brain sticks on it for a while. And yeah. then you remember those things into later in life. But yeah, the idea of putting on a rubber glove at a certain t time when it's inappropriate is vaguely it, like, it has what a are you going to do with dirty that? connotation, but, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that there's some specific scenario. And that's right. exactly what's happening here. There's no specific scenario. I mean, I, like YouTube commenters were born to freak out, so that is not interesting to me. But I do think that the ad itself doesn't isn't successful primarily because it it chickens out at the end. Like we should all be comfortable enough, and obviously Neil Patrick Harris is their spokesman, and and you know is an out man, mm -hmm. and 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 it, 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 there is like a little innuendo there, right? We should all be comfortable enough, and the much funnier, I mean, much funnier, but the. The, the slightly funnier outcome or ending to that commercial is like, okay, you know, like, 
I want to try. I want that light Heineken so much that I'm willing to get a little, you know, meat curious. <laughs> you know, you're and trying like, to win me over with meat curious. I'm a little bit but, worried. But that- I think they. But I think that they they screwed it up by pulling the punches. I I am worried that the court may reach its first split decision. Well, I, I, I'm I not sure. Here, do you, let me, how do you let want me to talk rule? this out a little bit. Okay, here's a couple of things. First of all, I would say definitely guilty as charged for past Andrew for including this link in the rundown. <laughs> Several weeks ago, I was like, oh, here's an article about it. And I put that link in there, and that was BS. I can't I, believe I wasted look, you guys' time with that. I think it's a misdemeanor. I think um, it's a misdemeanor. There's nothing, terribly ter- there's nothing terrible about it, and it's part of an overall good the campaign. The ad or me for putting this link in? Well, well, you'll, you'll, you're a separate case. You okay, because I'm definitely guilty for that. I'm mad about that. Let me ask you, what if instead... So let's say it's just the 10-second version of this commercial, and he says, never just flip another man's meat. And then he says, can I have one? He says, can I flip your meat? What if they look at each other for a while, and then instead of saying anything, the griller man just reaches out his spatula towards right. Harris? Either way, yeah. Any, any kind of punchline or, or uh, kind of closing beat where he does what he needs to do to get I, like it just seems to make sense to me from a marketing perspective because usually when you set up that's a narrative true. where where it's hard to get something that's a good that's a product that you want the person who is on the other end is going to do whatever they have to do you know traverse whatever right. hurdle they have to to get to the product and i think it's weird that they at the end he's like well it's not that good of a beer yeah you're right that, that's a good point because like the whole point of the um what would you do for a klondike right, bar, exactly. right? right? And, and there's so many campaigns that are that um okay you thank goodness you were able to win me over because without merrick garland here i didn't know exactly what was going to happen i mean with the <laughs> an even number of people on the court all right so we're gonna say guilty um but a reluctant guilty for me because i love neil patrick harris i yeah. like the style of the commercial i don't think it's that bad i think that if it were a straight guy if it was uh J- joseph gordon levitt I would not like it. I would think that it plays on the wrong instincts. Yeah. But in this case, I, I mostly like it. But I think you're right. They do not stick the landing. And, you know, someone's got to pay for that. You can't sell anything. Told you I could drag that out for another 15 minutes. You can sell anything. You didn't believe me. No, I believed you. <laughs> I could. Uh, is, I, I won't say it's good, but I can fill time, my friend. I can fill time. <laughs> thanks so much for joining us, guys. That was a really, really fun show. Venus, yeah, thanks for doing all the prep on it. You guys, thanks for sending those in. I say let's put this in the rotation as a, a regular uh, feature. We, yeah. we love doing the we love doing the court stuff, so keep sending them in, and we'll, when we have a full compliment, we'll do another one. Yeah. Um, all right. The way you reach us, we have a Facebook group. It is tons of fun, and we'd like to see you over there. Uh, it is after these messages show on Facebook. We can um, uh, communicate with you via email as well. Email us after these messages show at gmail.com. And, Veeves, do you have the number there? I, had, I sure do. It's 607-444-5597. 607-444-5597. That is a voicemail line. Leave your questions, comments, whatever uh, there, and we'll play them on the air. We love hearing your voice. All right. Thanks, everybody. We will be back next Tuesday. You can really sell anything.